Introducing the Two-Way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the Two-Way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the Two-Way for yourself at newbalance.com. Welcome in, everybody, to the flagship podcast. I am Chip Brown of Horns 24-7, joined, as always, by our fearless leader, the managing editor of Horns 24-7, uh, the one and only Taylor Estes. And Taylor, I am uh, broadcasting from the Iowa State coaches booth in the press yeah. box here at Jack Trice Stadium. And... For the fourth consecutive game, uh, the coaches who sat in this room uh, made better halftime adjustments um, and turned this game once again into a tale of two halves. Now, we did not get the the quick start offensively at all, um, which I thought would be the case this week. I said on the flagship podcast, this week that I thought Texas was going to be um, fighting from behind in this game, although they did lead at halftime, Taylor. Right. But my gosh, uh, the third quarter, the defense, which played brilliantly for a half, um, gave out. Uh, the quarterback play was atrocious. Nine three and outs. They had more. They had more three and outs than points in this game. They lose thirty to seven and suffer a fourth straight loss for the first time since 2010 when Texas went 5-7 and seven under Mac Brown. And now uh, Steve Sarkeesian, who sounds like a broken record, um, he has a mess on his hands on offense with no clear direction at quarterback. Yeah, and that's, you know, the worst place that I think that, an, especially an offensive-minded head coach, but a team in general can be. You know, Texas is now nine games into the season, and, um, you know, for the second time this season has pulled the starting quarterback, um, except this time Casey Thompson was pulled in the first quarter, later in the first quarter for Hudson Card. Steve Sarkeesian, after the game, talked about how um, you know, he was looking for a spark, a spark on offense. Hudson, you know, to give that offense a little bit of credit in the second quarter, they at least were able to find the end zone, the only points of the game for Texas. But that third, the second half, again, I mean, it's, you know, I, I know a lot of people are down on the defense and I feel like I probably um, defend them a lot. But when your offense is not doing its job and not converting on third downs and putting up more third down or, you know, uh, failed third down conversions than points, you know, in a game, then you're setting your defense up for failure. And that's exactly what happened here at Texas now, you know, with uh, what three games left of the regular or excuse how many three games. Yeah. Left of the regular season, Texas all of a sudden doesn't know who their starting quarterback is. And Texas is not bowl eligible. You know, they have to win two of these three games in order to go to a bowl game if they want to see the postseason. 
And now they have a, con a quarterback controversy. And that's probably the last place that Steve Sarkeesian wanted to be in and probably the last place that he expected that this team and this offense would be in, you know, after nine games on the year. Yeah. I mean, it's uh, this offense was worse tonight than it was in week two uh, in a 40 21 loss at Arkansas. We're in this was week nine. Mm -hmm. uh, and the offense is worse than it was in week two. We talk about, um, you know, the sign of a well-coached team is week-to-week -week improvement. Uh, this, this football team, this offense, because you're right, the defense, I mean, let me give you, let's give the defense a little bit of love because uh, at halftime they had held um, Iowa State to one of seven, third down conversions, only three points. The only, And those three points came after Bijan Robinson fumbled right. on UT's first drive in UT territory. Iowa State had first and goal from the 10, and Josh Thompson took over, made three big plays on consecutive plays, including a pass breakup on third and goal to force a 24-yard field goal. That huge um, pass breakup, yeah, that was huge. But they held Brees Hall to, you know, two yards a carry, uh, 40 yards rushing total in the first half. I mean, the Texas defense was doing it, and you just kept waiting for the Texas offense to, to figure it out. There were guys open. Um, Hudson Card got more and more, you know, jittery. He had the 14-play drive uh, that Josh Moore, of all people, who didn't play at all in the first quarter, uh, was held out. He had the blow up with Steve Sarkeesian on Wednesday uh, after Moore showed up late to practice. He comes in in the second quarter and makes the offensive play of the game. On third and seven, he catches a two-yard slant and takes it 24 yards. That extended that 14-play touchdown drive that um, Texas ended up scoring on third and goal on a little four-yard flip pass to uh, from Card to Xavier Worthy. Uh, that put Texas up seven mm -hmm. to three and they held that lead and, you know, into halftime, they had another golden opportunity, Taylor Calvante Dixon blocks a punt um, and Texas right away on first down calls a deep shot to Xavier worthy. He's five yards clear of Iowa state's defensive back and Hudson card uh, leads him way too much. It's not even close. And Worthy would have walked in for the touchdown. Texas could have gone into halftime up 14-3. to three. They end up melting down on the rest of that drive. Uh, Xavier Worthy ends up getting a penalty for unsportsmanlike conduct. They end up punting from their own end on 4th and 19. And that was a sign of things to come, Taylor, because they had five straight three and outs. Um, that ended up going for minus 25 yards. Mm -hmm. They were going backward. And right. all the while in the third quarter, Iowa State uh, finally, you know, beats the Texas defense. They beat them with a, a you know, a long run by Brees Hall. Uh, they beat them with a double pass trick play that Baylor also uh, beat them with last week. And, and then, you know, the floodgates open, Texas gets outscored. Uh, 21 to nothing in the third quarter it's over and out and I thought they would bring Casey Thompson back in Taylor because I mean Hudson card God bless him he was getting more and more jittery 
in the pocket. He was leaving the pocket and his offensive lineman didn't know where he was. So they're getting called for holding because they think he's in the pocket. But once he breaks the pocket, they have to let go of the defender or it's holding. And right. one after the other, they had four penalties in the third quarter. Three of them were holding on the offensive line because card was was racing out of the pocket. It was a disaster. I mean, it, it was an unmitigated disaster card you know, got called for intentional grounding at one point. He was out of the tackle box, but couldn't get the ball past the line of scrimmage, you know, and, the, and there were, I mean, there were, it was just a mess. Um, right. It, Iowa State declined three penalties in the third quarter because Texas had already botched the play. So, I mean, it could have been worse. And this was a total meltdown by the Texas offense tonight. And, and Iowa State was gettable. I mean, this was yeah. a 7-3 game, Texas leading at halftime. Right. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there, you know, Chip, it's kind of funny when you go through the stat sheet that Texas sent out to us after the game that has like the detailed stats to see the amount of QB hurries that Iowa State was able to get on Hudson Card as the game wore on in the second half. You know, it, it is a little reminiscent, I think, of the way that the Arkansas game played out with him, you know, being a, a redshirt freshman, you know, he gets antsy in the pocket. Steve Sarkeesian talked about that um, in his post-game uh, press conference. And, you know, he said he tried to essentially get Hudson Card to um, settle his feet down and focus on his vision. He said, because you know, if uh, if a quarterback feels that there's pressure on them, sometimes it may not even be there, but they feel it and they start getting antsy. They can make it work if they have good vision. And so that was something that Hudson Card still has to work on, obviously, you know, especially when um, he's getting pressure in the pocket and, um, you know, trying to scramble and make a play. He was kind of forcing some plays, but part of you, I mean, you almost don't blame it a little bit again because they're, it's just so much um, pressure in his face. And I feel like Casey Thompson's been dealing with that a lot in the last few games too. And, and even to start this game, you know, with the Texas offense after that opening uh, fumble on the opening drive of the game, going three straight three and outs, you know, I mean, this was just it, this, the only glimpse of potential like progress is, you know, we talked about was the one touchdown drive, you know, but then the fact that Texas had the chance to put more get more points on the board before halftime than they go three and out for a negative drive. I mean, that that shut all the momentum down going into halftime for Texas for the Texas offense. And there was already so limited momentum at that point. And, you know, I mean, yeah, I totally agree with you. Iowa State, this was a gettable Iowa State team. Um, I feel that Texas really the defense played well enough in this game, at least for two and a half quarters to win the game. Cause if the offense would have done anything, honestly, anything, like <laughs> anything, I mean, then they probably would have been more in the ball game as it, you know, the, the clock wore on. I don't know if it would have ended, you know, on a win for Texas, but the fact that the, you know, I could, we can only point to essentially one drive by the Texas offense where things got going. That's a terrible sign. And that's a terrible sign, especially in, you know, the ninth game of the season and, um, I mean, at this point, you know, you look at the rest of the games, Chip, there's Kansas, there's West Virginia, and then there's Kansas State. I mean, I think Kansas should be a win, but there's a good chance that the other two, there may be another loss left on the schedule for Texas if they cannot figure out how to get some momentum working in their favor and consistently consistency going on the offensive side of the ball. 
Yeah, I mean, Kansas in Austin, uh, that game is set for 6.30 next Saturday. Um, the Big 12 announced right after the Texas-Iowa State game. Um, and before we get to uh, the fact that they will have to go to West Virginia before coming home to finish the season against Kansas State, we should say Bijan Robinson, who left the game in the fourth quarter, uh, Texas announced after the game he had a neck strain uh, but that x-rays were negative. And so uh, Bijan Robinson, who had a season low 43 yards rushing on 17 carries last week against Baylor, uh, finished with uh, 90 yards rushing on 18 carries and had a team leading eight receptions for 36 yards. But um, again, um, just... He can't be the only weapon. Like that's that's the thing. I mean, he he is a lethal weapon for this offense. And you have to think about it at this point, Chip. Like if there was even some consistency in the passing game and the pass protection, this is Bijan Robinson's not only you know being limited to less than a hundred yards on the ground and no touchdowns. I just don't see that scenario happening. If there's any type of consistency or any type of production from the offensive line and the passing game. And well, I mean, the biggest this team, you know, is without an answer at quarterback right now. I mean, Casey Thompson right. comes out. Um, I mean, had Marcus Washington open over the middle and bounced it like yeah. four yards in front of him. I mean, it was it was clear Casey was not feeling it. Yeah, he was um, shaking a little bit. I'm not surprised they go to Hudson Card and they 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 got a first down with a couple of Bijan Robinson, a couple of six yard Bijan Robinson runs. Um, and then, you know, they, they flame out on that drive, a five play drive. Then they get the 14 play touchdown drive and, you know, Hudson card converted a third and three with his legs. He converts the third and seven with the, the quick slant to Josh Moore that turns into a 24 yard gain. And, and then they get the touchdown on the flip pass to, Xavier Worthy, and you're thinking, oh my gosh, look at this. You know, Texas is going to flip the script on Iowa State and flip flip it on everybody. But then uh, five straight three and outs, Taylor, that span the end of the second quarter, including that deep ball miss uh, to Xavier Worthy when he was wide open, much like Casey Thompson missing Xavier Worthy last week against Baylor. Um, and if you don't have an answer at quarterback, you have no chance. And, and that's, what's stunning is that mm -hmm. this is Steve Sarkeesian's offense. We are in week nine. They, you know, both Casey Thompson, Hudson card, um, have had all season to digest this offense. I get that Jordan Whittington is, is not a part of this offense anymore, but it can't be that. Right. Um, and then, you know, you you put out a performance like this where you have um, more three and outs than nine, then you have points mm -hmm. at this stage of the season. I don't care who you're playing. Um, you know that this is this is frightening, and I, I get it. it's year one, and Steve Sarkeesian needs players, but I'm not gonna I'm not gonna bury this offensive line tonight because. There were receivers open for both Casey right. Thompson and Hudson Card, and they they weren't ready. Now, 
I would have gone back to Casey Thompson because Hudson Card was clearly jittery and and he was getting more jittery and getting sacked more as the game went on. And again, much like the Arkansas game, it's clear to everybody that Hudson Card doesn't have it tonight. Go back to Casey Thompson, see if he's been able to kind of settle himself. And I mean, this was this game wasn't out of hand until you know the fifth three and out. And right. by then Iowa State had opened uh the floodgates. But after the game, Taylor Steve Sarkeesian talked about all we can do is keep working. The players, no one said anything in the locker room after the game among the players, according um to Hudson Card. He he said players were in their feelings uh a bit after the game. Mm-hmm. Keandre Coburn said you know, it's frustrating. And Ovia Gofu said, you know, we have to, we have to keep pushing forward. And he, he said, you know, I believe in Steve Sarkeesian. I believe in this coaching staff. Uh, the rest of that locker room has to, has to do the same because what happened this week with Josh Moore showing up late to practice the blow up with Steve Sarkeesian. These are things that are little things that, you know, some people said we shouldn't have even reported on it. That's dead wrong. We absolutely no. should have reported on it. We did report on it because when little things start to slip, you start to understand why an offense nine games into the season could put out that garbage performance here in Ames tonight. Um, this is staggering. And Steve Sarkeesian's going to have a lot of work on his hands to keep this this team believing, you know, I mean, yeah, this performance tonight on offense was horrible. That reminds me of the three and out a thon, you know, when Sam Ellinger was a freshman against Oklahoma state, the defense played great. The offense couldn't do a thing. Yeah. Um, and it's just surprising with Steve Sarkeesian, um, the mastermind, he was brought here to Texas because he's a offensive mastermind who could match wits with Lincoln Riley uh, who's got experience in the SEC. Uh, this team is so far from SEC ready right now. It's unbelievable. And I don't know yeah. that they can get all the players they need, Taylor, in one recruiting cycle. They're going to have to be absolutely surgical in what they take in the portal and in this recruiting class to be able to to get this uh, <laughs> where it needs to be SEC ready. Yeah, I mean, there's no denying that Texas needs playmakers. And that's that's the thing that when Steve Sarkeesian was at Alabama, I mean, count the number of players on the offenses that he coached that are in the NFL right now. I mean, there's quite a few. And there, I, I, don't, I can't point to one right now that <laughs> Texas, that's a, well, besides B. John Robinson, I'd say, but there are very few. I'd have to really, you know, rack my brain to figure out which offensive playmakers will be, you know, drafted or playing in the NFL. I think Jordan Whittington, obviously, I think that what you're seeing too, Chip, especially with the the lack of production on third downs by the Texas offense in recent games, just goes to show even more how impactful Jordan Whittington was as that go-to third down uh, receiver and that option that he had there. And, you know, when you... But when Steve talk- Sarkeesian talks all the time about how he coaches the entire roster so right. the guys are ready. But there's when, not playmakers to do it. Like you, you, you can't coach talent. 
Right. But you know, and that's, that's what Texas, Texas coaching is lacking. Instilling these guys with confidence to make the plays. Right. I mean, it's you know, Calvante Dixon gets the start tonight. He had some nice plays on special teams. He had the the block punt, he downed a punt on the on the one, uh, but he finishes with one catch for eight yards. Uh, Josh Moore finishes with two catches for 32 yards. Xavier Worthy, two catches, 22 yards. I mean, this is um, it's a scary mean, it's, because yeah. Iowa State reception. got lit up last week by West Virginia in Morgantown right. for 38 points. Jarrett Daigie threw for, you know, 400 yards, and Texas couldn't get a freaking first down tonight. Yeah, I mean, there were 16 receptions for 103 yards, mind you. Eight of those receptions were from a running back. So clearly the weakest spot right now, you know, the passing game, Steve Sarkeesian has talked about the lack of consistency in the passing game. He believes is what's leading to the second half collapses. He said that after the game, um, he said, it's not necessarily, you know, the, the lack of effort of the defense or anything along those lines. It's just the fact that the offense can't convert on, you know, they can't generate any positive plays as the game wears on. They're struggling there, and then they're putting the defense on the field too much, and at that point you're just setting your defense up to crack, and that's what you saw once again. I mean, for the third straight game for Texas, you saw that. And, um, yeah, I mean, there's the it, – it's it's laughable almost. I mean, I know Texas fans aren't laughing right now, but it's kind of laughable if you actually look at – the the what the stats showed out for the passing game and the receiving game. Um, you just yeah, don't what are they working on that. in practice? You know, exactly. I mean, yeah. Second I mean, straight week, they get a double pass pulled off against them, and for big plays. And and where's you know where are the wrinkles? Where's the where's the adjustments? This is the fourth straight game where players have come in after the game and said they made their adjustments and we didn't adjust as well as, you know, they made better plays. I mean, it's, you know, it's look, you don't want, you don't want the chandelier to come crashing down on the Steve Sarkeesian era in year one. Right. The fan base is battered and bruised. They're sick and tired. They've been, you know, been eating bleep burgers uh, for over a decade and they, they need hope. And what I said before the season is you just want to see this team get better every week and hope for a nine and three season. Oh my gosh. I mean, you, you're not getting any of that and you're not getting answers. And that's the hard part, Taylor, because if the players keep coming out and saying, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what's happening. I don't know why this is happening. There's a disconnect. And the coach, coaches, because it's every piece of this team has had a, a piece of the blame in this four-game losing streak. But the answers have to come. And they got to come fast because this is a team that has to get bull eligible um, and this is not what any of these players expected. Um, uh, this is gonna this is gonna challenge Steve Sarkeesian to earn every bit of the five million uh, that he's getting paid this year to to somehow finish this season strong. 
Yeah. I mean, I remember, Chip, before the season, you and I both were kind of getting crushed by some Texas fans because I think you said, you know, maybe a nine-win season. I was like, nine-win, you got to celebrate eight wins, be happy with eight wins, and be ecstatic, essentially, with nine wins. I mean... And we didn't even think Baylor was going to be good. I know. And then Texas fans were like ripping us, being like, this is at least a 10-win team. This is why you can't expect that in year one of a coaching staff. And as you said, you don't want to the year one to come crashing down on Steve Sarkeesian because that is only going to lead to uncertainty and recruiting in so many different areas. It, it has a lasting effect, if it, especially if it's a year one head coach. But yeah, I mean, now at this point, your hope, Texas has to be hoping for eight wins because that's the best that they can finish. And it's, um, I, I'll say this, I would, I thought that eight wins was something that could have been done probably more easily than this, but I, I for sure did not think eight wins would come if Texas only if Texas wins out in the last three games of the regular season in the bowl game. But that's that's where Texas is right now, and um, you know there's a there's very little time and to correct the mistakes, and there's a whole hell of a lot of mistakes right now and issues on this roster from top to bottom, and it it goes on the coaches too. The the lack of in game adjustments. Other coaches are finding ways to adjust to what Texas is doing and Texas has no answer. And that's, I mean, that falls on the coaches. Yeah. I, I hate when people blame coaches because I feel like Texas fans especially do blame coaches way too often and call for firing everybody, you know, after like one loss or something like that. But you can't look at how teams are adjusting to your, your, you know, script or whatever. And then, not take any accountability yourself for the fact that you couldn't make the adjustments in response to their adjustments. I mean, that's hundred percent coaching. They have to do a better job of that. And Steve Sarkeesian has got to find a way to do it. And the whole staff does. Um, and you know, this week, the opening script didn't work, <laughs> you know, how it has in right. weeks past. And that's, so, you know, the one thing you could say was, right. Hey, we always get off. We always got off to a good start. We we've always been able to score quickly We've always been able to move the football in the first half. Now that's gone. And now right. you, both your quarterbacks are in a fog or we have to wait and see how they perform coming out of this because Casey Thompson, say what you want, you know, played well enough to win in three of the losses coming into tonight or in two of the three, you know, he, mm. he played brilliantly against Oklahoma five touchdown passes no turnovers did not play well against Oklahoma State through the pick six through another interception put the ball in the hands of his receivers the receivers dropped the ball against Baylor but tonight uh, Casey was off and mm -hmm. Steve Sarkeesian did the right thing bringing in Hudson card the question is once Hudson card started to struggle do you go back to Casey Thompson because there's a lot riding on that decision going right. into this game against Kansas next Saturday at 6:30. And look, at this point, Taylor, every decision the coaches make is calculated. Mm -hmm. If certain players aren't getting on the field, um, you have to start thinking, are the coaches trying to run that player off? Are they, yeah. you know, because it's clear Steve Sarkeesian has said he doesn't like the makeup of this roster. He doesn't like that there are 18 scholarship pass catchers and only, you know, 10 offensive linemen who, I mean, I, I no, noted that Tyler Johnson, 
who was once a five-star recruit, didn't even travel to this game. Yeah. You know, he was a player, the Herman uh, regime wanted to really build up and coach up coming into this season. They felt like he was a guy who was, okay, it's time. He's not even on the travel squad. Yeah. Um, Rafidi Germay, who was, you know, the third string center two weeks ago is now the backup left guard. And I don't know. It's um, look, these coaches are, are successful. What six of them have been in either won a national championship or been in the college football playoff. They've, they, they've been on staffs that they know what had big takes. success. They yeah. know what it looks like. Yeah, um, exactly. They got to get it together though, Taylor, because it's, this is not how you, this is, this is the last thing you want um, toward the end of a season to be, yeah. to be trending down and look, they'll probably handle business against Kansas, but we have to wait and see. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, at this point, there's no reason for any benefit, benefit of the doubt, I think, for Texas. I think that they have to show it. They have to earn it. Um, I And you know, just real quick, touching back on what you're saying about if Steve Sarkeesian should have put Casey back in when Hudson was struggling, I almost you almost go back to the um, 2020 Texas-Oklahoma game when Lincoln Riley pulled Spencer Rattler put in the backup and then gave Spencer Rattler the chance to go in. And then he ended up winning the game for Oklahoma. And that's, I think what, you know, I mean, hindsight's 2020, obviously, but I think if you're a Texas fan, you probably would have wished that Steve Sarkeesian would have handled the, you know, change at quarterback in the first quarter, similar in the way that Lincoln Riley did back in 2020 with Spencer Rattler. Yeah. And that, you know, Steve, I asked him after the game, you know, did you think about putting Casey back in? He said it crossed my mind, but I decided to, you know, keep going with HUD. And mm -hmm. that third quarter was a disaster um, for the Texas offense and left the defense completely hanging. All right, we're starting to repeat ourselves, Taylor. So we will uh, we'll cut it off here. Plus, they're about to kick me out of the Iowa State press yeah. box. Almost midnight right now, so <laughs> it's eleven fifty-two p.m. <laughs> um, but uh, listen, we thank everybody for tuning into the flagship podcast. Uh, make sure that you check out uh, the next episode, which will come out on Monday, as well as all the other. Um, podcasts on the Horns 24-7 podcast platform, The Blitz, uh, Recruiting Matters, and uh, of course, subscribe to the Horns 24-7 YouTube channel. Um, signing off from Ames, Iowa, where Texas uh, loses 30-7 to tonight and has now lost four straight for the first time since 2010. Um, I am Chip Brown for Taylor Estes. Thanks for listening. Everybody stay safe and keep the faith. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. 
We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 